Hey, good morning. This is Pastor Chris from Pinewoods Chapel. Welcome to Conversations with Chris. Every Thursday we gather at 11 a.m. and talk about very relevant issues in our world today. This past month of October, we've been chatting about uh, mental health and uh, new month of November, we're going to be talking about parenting and uh Parenting is a huge issue today. It's incredibly challenging to raise kids in our world today. And uh, just to share a little bit about my story and different people this month are going to be joining me. In fact, next uh, week, my wife and I are going to be sitting down and letting people know about sort of our story with parenting. Uh, but I just want to give you a little bit of a taste of that now. And then today we're going to be talking about 10 scriptures to pray for our kids because praying for kids is really important. But uh, just so that you know, I've been married for a long time. I've been married now for, uh, yeah, 27 years. And uh, I've got four kids. My oldest is 24. She does not live at home anymore. And uh, my second oldest is 23. And she's married and lives out in Victoria, BC. And then I have a 20-year-old that's in college. And then a 17-year-old that's in grade 12 last year of high school. So my wife and I have been through the whole gamut of raising kids and all of the, the things that come with raising kids and seeing them sort of get out of the nest and, and into life and uh, get working and all of those things too. So lots of things that we can share with you and we're going to do that over the next few weeks. And uh, so next week, my wife's going to be with me. We're going to be chatting. Uh, the following week, we're going to bring in uh, some other parents and chat with them just in terms of how to work with uh, special needs kids and different things like that. So if you're uh, interested in any of this stuff, if you know anyone, share, let them know that uh, this is happening and uh, just some great resources that we're going to be sharing you through with you through the month of November. But today I want to talk about prayer because as parents, we so much need to spend time praying for our kids. But a lot of times we don't know what to pray for our kids. And sometimes we, you know, take a stab at praying and, and other times we just uh, oh, get too busy for prayer and because life is busy with kids and activities and all kinds of different things. So today we're going to take time and just talk about things that you can pray for your kids. And we're going to look at some scriptures because praying scripture over your kids is a, is a great tool. Number one, it's easy because it's right there for you. You don't have to think about what to pray for your kids. Number two, uh, praying the scriptures actually helps you pray according to the will of God because God answers his will. And if you want to know if your prayers are answered, then just pray his will. And how do you know what his will is? Well, his word is his will and his word contains his will. So and God's will is God's plan for your kids and God's hope for your kids and all of that. So we need to make a, an effort to do whatever we can to pray scripture over our kids. And I'm going to roll through 10 scriptures today. Uh, just things that we can use. And I'll be honest, I've prayed all these 10 and a few more too in the context of raising our four kids over... Uh, over the years that they've been interacting with us and living at home and, and being in college and, and being in university and all of that stuff and being married and uh, yeah, new marriage and all, what does that look like? 
for for us as parents and for them as as our kids. So let me uh, let me turn you over to the first passage of scripture, and that is First John chapter two verse twelve. And I think like this is the first one because it's like a, the most important uh, scripture verse to be praying for your kids. And it just says this, and this is uh, the Apostle John. He's writing, uh, and he just he says, "I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for His namesake." And you know, I just love this passage because it connects little children uh, with forgiveness. We need to be praying for our kids. To receive Jesus. And as John writes this letter, he, he says little children, he writes to them, are forgiven. Our kids need to know that all the mistakes that they have made, all the errors that they make, all of the disobedient things that they do when they're young and they're corrected, they need to know that they're forgiven. And the only way to know that is through Jesus Christ. And when they receive Jesus Christ, they understand that they're a sinner and they've actually given their life over to Jesus and received his forgiveness of sins. And that's like the number one prayer that we need to be praying for our kids. And this is something that needs to be right from the time that our kids are young all the way through teenage years and just continue. Because here's the thing with kids, you know, sometimes... You kind of look at them and go, well, have they received Christ yet or not? I'm not 100% sure. Other days it's kind of like, oh yeah, I think they've received Christ. But you just keep praying it. You just keep praying it and just asking God to let them know, let you know, but let them know that God is real and that they believe in Jesus and they've received him in their hearts and made a decision to follow him and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Like that's like that's the number one prayer. Okay, here's the here's the second prayer that we so much need to pray is that they fear God. Over in Psalm 34, verse 11, and this this is such an important passage too to pray over our kids, because if our kids actually fear God, there's going to be things that radically change in their life. So in Psalm 34, verse 11, this is, this is what it says. It says, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Like this is just incredibly important for our kids to get this understanding of a fear of God. And we need to pray that our kids would learn to fear God. And there's a number of reasons why this is so important because the book of Proverbs tells us a number of different places is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do we want our kids to be wise? Yeah, we do want our kids to be wise. There's another passage of scripture that actually says that uh, the fear of the from because of the fear of the Lord, one actually from evil. Do we do we want our kids to get into trouble to go to jail? Well, no, we don't. Well, the way that we uh, that we prevent that from happening is that we pray that they would get a fear of the Lord. And in fact, right here, it actually says that we would teach them the fear of the Lord. And that, that's part of what we're doing when we pray with our kids. So like for many years, uh, when our kids were younger and not so much now, now we pray on the phone with them. We don't necessarily pray with them when they go to bed. But 
when they were younger, we prayed with our kids when we went to bed. And that's one of the things we prayed for them for was that they would actually fear God. And as they've grown older, we've continued to talk to them about the fear of God and that they would just cling to this, that we need to fear God and, and revere him. Because it's because of the fear of God that we actually respect him, obey him, and do the things that he's called us to do. So pray that scripture over your kids, that your kids would actually fear God. Here's the next one. And I this is kind of like maybe one of my favorite ones. That our, Pray that our kids would be obedient to their parents. Over in Proverbs 4, uh, Proverbs 4, verse 1. There's a great scripture verse there that just uh, really encourages us in this whole area of obedience with our children. So it just says this, Hear, O sons, a father's instruction, and be attentive that you may gain insight. You know, we want our kids to listen to us. We want our kids to be attentive to us, to do the things that we say to them. Like when we say to them, well, we need you to go and clean, to make supper, or we need you to go and do this for mom and dad, or put on your clothes today. <laughs> Maybe that's the biggest thing that it's going on. You know, get out of your pajamas, get into your clothes. Like this idea of being obedient to parents is something that we actually need to pray for our kids for. And a part of that is just praying that our children would hear our instruction and be attentive to that instruction. And it's a good thing to have obedient kids. And when our kids are obedient, it actually has a huge impact on their life. It has a huge impact on the home and how happy the home is. It also has a huge impact on how kids relate at school how kids relate in their jobs as they grow older and how kids actually get to this place where they're being obedient to government in life and all of this kind of stuff. So we need to pray that our kids would hear instruction and that they'd be attentive, number one, to their parents and also that just translates into all kinds of other uh, places in life as they grow up. Here's the fourth scripture to pray over our kids is Matthew 9, 14. Now, Matthew 9, 14, and this is a good one because uh, as your kids get older and they they leave the nest and they're out on their own, um, they need to learn this principle. And when you're praying this with your kids all the time, whether it's around the dinner table or uh, at, before bed when they go to night or just in family devotions, whatever, whatever you're doing, praying this over... Uh, great. So let me... Let me read this scripture verse. So it's Matthew 9, 14. And this is what it says. Yeah. You know what? I wrote down the wrong scripture verse. Matthew 9, 14. Anyway, the scripture verse... Because this is the wrong. Anyway, this is the parable. I'll tell you the parable. So this is Jesus, and he's <laughs> talking to his disciples, and the children are are coming to him, and Jesus and the disciples are like, you know what? That's they shouldn't. No, just don't come right now. And Jesus says, "Do not forbid 
the little children to come to me. Come on, kids. And I paraphrase, that's Chris's sort of paraphrase. But one of the things we need to pray for our kids is that they go to God. You know, there's uh, in this passage, it's kind of revealed about the disciples being a little bit religious, that Jesus doesn't have time for kids. And one of the things that we need to teach young and what we need to pray over them is that they would ask, hey, thank you, somebody posted, it's Matthew 19, 14. Oh, that would make sense, yes. I forgot to write down the one. Matthew 19, 14. So when we are praying for our kids to go to God and they learn that and we're praying that for them, they actually do it. And I know for us as my wife and I, our kids have gotten older and they, they've left the nest, they're on their own. We've got two kids that are on their own. Um, we pray that often still now that they would just go to God with their problems. And you know, it's really encouraging when we do talk to them on the phone and we've been praying for them. They don't necessarily know that we pray for them and just sort of as a sideswipe every night when my wife and I go to bed at night, we pray for our kids and we pray lots of different things for our kids. But some of those things we would just, we say, God, I just pray for our kids that they would take these things to you. They're, you know, going through, because life is sometimes difficult, especially for young adults as they sort of, sort of, spread their wings and take off. And so we just continue to pray for them that they would go to God in those moments. And Matthew 19, 14 really shows us what it actually looks like for kids to go to God. And we just need to uh, be those parents that are praying those things. All right, here's, here's another passage that's really great. Hopefully this is the right passage. Mark 10, 29 to 30. So Mark 10, 29 to 30. And this one is so important for our kids uh, to be able to do this because this is, so, so here, here's, what we're, here's what we're praying for our kids. Stand strong in peer pressure because all kinds of things happen. It doesn't really matter what age group uh, our kids are in, whether they're young or they're you know, in their teens, especially in their teens, there's a ton of peer pressure, whether it's uh, drugs, alcohol, sex, all of those kinds of peer pressure. There's all kinds of pressure that comes upon them from the world. And if we're raising them with a biblical worldview, with godly understanding, then we need to pray for them that they actually are able to stand in peer pressure. So here's the scripture verse. It just says this. Uh, so Peter so Jesus, Jesus and Peter are having this discussion, and Jesus says to Peter, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers, sisters and mothers, children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. I want you to notice something here that people, kids that have left everything to follow Jesus, which is what we're called to do, are going through persecutions. It's going to be hard for them to make choices that are biblical. And there's a ton of peer pressure that comes on our kids. You may think, well, persecution is only for adults. No, it's not. And in fact, our kids will go through persecution and some of them might be 
it's it's bullying because they're going to a youth group. Sometimes you don't even know about that as as a parent. Sometimes it's a, it's about how they look and they're being bullied or they're suffering and their identity is being challenged by people around them. And God created them in his image and so their identity is firm in him, but they're maybe being persecuted or harmed through that. And we need to pray that our kids would stand strong in the midst of persecutions, in the midst of peer pressure. And we need to keep praying for our kids all along. Here's another thing that we need to pray for our kids. Pray that they learn to forgive. Over in Colossians 3, verse 13, we, we just see this uh, great principle here. And it says this in verse Colossians 3.13. Colossians 3.13. It says, Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgive each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Yeah, that's right. As parents, we're to forgive, and we're supposed to model forgiveness for our kids. And then for our kids, we are forgiving, that we have forgiving relationships in the context of our of our homes, but then on top of that, forgiveness that they're able to forgive others. And so as we pray, we are praying that our kids would learn to forgive because that's an incredibly important tool in life. What happens when you don't forgive? Well, you get angry, you get bitter, you get upset, you don't know how to work. It just doesn't work, and there's all kinds of conflict around people who can't forgive. So is it important to pray for our kids to learn how to forgive? Yes, it is, and we just need to be doing that. Here's, here's another one. I love this. Three Ds. Discover, devour, and delight in God's Word. Over in Jeremiah 15, 16. Jeremiah 15, 16. We see this uh, scripture verse that uh, contains for us these these. Your words were found and I ate them. Your words became to me a joy and a delight of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. You know, the Bible is incredibly important for our kids and we need to pray for our kids that they would discover the Word of God, that they would uh, find them, and that they would eat them, that they would discover them. And then that they would be a, a joy to them, that they would be a delight, that they would be happy about them. And, and not just some of the time, but devouring it all the time living their life on that. And we need to pray for our kids, that our kids would discover the Word of God, that they would um, devour the Word of God, and they would delight in the Word of God because the Word of God is our lamp. It is a guide. It is the compass that helps us as believers navigate the world that we're in. And we need to pray for our kids that they would do these three things of delighting, 
and devouring and discovering the word of God because the word of God will help them. And, and maybe even as individuals, we need to pray this in our own lives as we delight and devour the word of God so that we can actually discover what it says. Here's, here's another one to pray for our kids. Pray for our kids that they are Christ-like. Over in Galatians 4.19, Galatians 4.19, we see this passage of Scripture reminding us that we need to be Christ-like. Well, our kids need to be Christ-like too. So, Let's read this passage in Galatians 4.19. It says, My little children, for whom I again in the of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Like, isn't that a, an awesome scripture verse to pray over your kids? And this is, this. so this is Paul, and he is, uh, you know, in anguish over the people of Galatia, and he's wanting Christ to be formed in them. And as parents, do we want that for our kids? Yeah, we do. We want that for our kids. We want our kids to be Christ-like. And so when we're praying for them, and we're partially in anguish of childbirth as we pray, and we want to see Christ formed in them. And this this prayer is something that my wife and I like. This is almost like a daily prayer for our kids every night when we go to bed. Because we want our kids to have uh, Christ formed in them. And we haven't stopped yet. And, and this, is, this is actually just because you maybe don't have kids that live at home. And your, your kids are maybe gone adult kids maybe you've got even grandkids like these are things that we need to pray for even our adult kids that christ be formed in them and uh i know this is something that my wife and i have committed to and we've been actually we pray all the time for our kids and so this is something that's been so much part of our routine now it just continues to happen where we're praying for our kids that christ would be formed in them so this is just an, another prayer that we need to pray where our uh, kids can conform to the image of Christ. And we need to labor in this. And I, I love this passage because it talks about the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in them. Basically, it means that I'm going to be praying for my kids so they'd have Christ formed in them for my whole life. It's not just through one particular season. It's all the time. And I can say that my wife and I, over the last 20 years have been praying daily for our kids and we want and we will continue to pray daily for our kids for the rest of our uh, lives because we believe that this is incredibly important and i would encourage you if you're a parent to do exactly the same thing that you are praying for your kids because as you are praying for them to receive jesus that they would fear the lord they'd be obedient to parents that they would go to God in times of trouble, that they'd stand strong in the midst of peer pressure, they'd learn to forgive, they'd have this delight and devouring of God's word in their lives, that they would also just be Christ-like. And these are the essence of our prayers that we would pray for our kids. And if you're passionate about your kids, then you should be praying for them. Here's a couple more.
more. And then, uh, then I'm going to ask you. So maybe you've got some prayers that you're praying for your kids that are found in God's Word. Maybe you can share them and post them on the screen. I'd love to hear some other scripture verses. But here's here's another one in Proverbs thirteen twenty. Praying that they would choose friends wisely. Now, this is incredibly important through the teenage years. As the kids are going through teenage years and they're making friends, especially when they go off to college and university, that they would make friends that are good for them, that are wise for them, and, and, not, and not make friends that are not good. That can be devastating to them in their lives to, to hurt them or lead them away from Christ or do damage to their reputation, whatever that would look like. So in Proverbs 13, 20, this is what it, it says. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay, we want to pray that our kids walk with wise people and that they don't walk with fools. So praying that they would choose friends wisely is how that happens. And remember, all of these prayers, these are things that you're praying, uh, hopefully, as a husband and wife over your kids, but also that you're praying them in front of your kids and praying them with your kids, and especially that they would choose their their and as time goes on as they get older and and you're like you know what we've been praying for you for years and we've told our kids this we've actually been praying for years for them for their spouses as they as they get older and as they get close to that and as they meet people and as they move into that stage of life uh, we have been praying for a while that god would actually provide for them someone that would be a great match that they would be with someone who is wise and not a companion of a fool. And so these are things that, again, we just need to be praying on a regular basis. And the last the last one that I'm going to mention is just continually praying that our kids would be safe from John 17. So Jesus is doing this prayer uh, for the people, uh, his disciples. And he says in John 17 as he's praying for his disciples something that we can pray for our kids and this is this is what he says so this is he says i do not ask that you take them out of the world but that you keep them from the evil one you know sometimes our kids go through all kinds of hard problems and sometimes they're there just because of life and as parents, we want to protect our kids from those things. But sometimes we can't physically protect them. They're maybe on their own and it's tough because they've made some decisions and now they're reaping the consequences of those decisions. But we can pray for our kids that they would be kept from the evil one during those times. And I know for some of us, we want to protect our kids so much that we don't even want them to be hurt. But the reality is that all people get hurt at some point in life. But we just need to pray that they would be kept safe from Satan. And yes, Satan is real. Satan wants to devour our kids, especially if they're trying to live their life in faith and 
uh, being faithful to God. So let's let's just uh, make a commitment to pray for our kids. Okay, so there's a question that's popped up. So this is good. We're getting to this point where uh, we'll take lots of questions if you have any questions in conversations with Chris. So question from the viewer. What if you've been praying for your child for years and years, but they're still making bad choices in life? Yeah, so just keep praying. <laughs> you know, I know, I know it just sounds like, oh, well, isn't there something more than that? No, there isn't. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. You know, part of, uh, part of us engaging with our kids and with God is that there's a persistence in our prayers. And when you've been praying for your kids for years and you don't seem changed, a lot of times we just kind of say, well, I don't think I'll better pray anymore. It doesn't seem to be working. But that doesn't mean that we should stop. We can come alongside of them and say, hey, I'm praying for you. Let them know that you're praying for for them to make wise choices. Hopefully that when they make bad choices, they're talking to you about the bad choices. You know, if you don't have influence in their life, it's actually hard to help them make better choices, even though you're praying for them. So, you know, obviously making good choices is about having a great relationship with them so that you can have a good relationship by talking to them. Here's, here's another question about some of their bad choices. What if your spouse isn't a believer and doesn't want to pray with you. Well, yeah, that's a real deal. Um, pray anyway. You know, praying by yourself is just as impactful as praying with your spouse. And in the context of a believer-unbeliever marriage, the believer's doing all the praying to begin with anyway, and the unbeliever isn't. So it would be wise to even pray for this other spouse that's not believing in that, that context. Praying by yourself can help encourage you when you see these prayers answered. And maybe if your kids are believers and they want to pray, then maybe it's the believing parent and your kids because kids are actually sometimes way more open to prayer than than uh, an unbelieving spouse so one of the hardest things to do in prayer is to actually continue to persevere and pray and I could do a little bit of a, a rant that in the midst of all of our situations because it's those moments of persevering that actually build our character in life and it actually takes us to this place where God could move because we're being persistent and we have the the parable of, per, of the persistent widow where it's actually because of the persistence of going to God that God does the things that he needs to do to answer those prayers and if we're praying scripture over our kids, we're praying according to the will of God. And it's easy because it's right there for us. We don't have to figure out, well, what do I need to be praying for my kids for? Just read the Bible and actually pray those scriptures over us. Okay, here's another question. 
How to start praying with older kids, teenagers, if you've never done it before. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, it's just the same as starting with little kids. <laughs> you talk about it. So I'll, I'll just give you <clears throat> an example from our own, our own life. And I've done this with all of our kids. And actually I had this modeled to me growing up too. So every day I drive my son currently who's in high school, um, to the bus and we homeschooled for a season. And so every morning we prayed with our kids. Now my kids are in a different school. They can take a bus and even all my kids when they were in high school, we prayed just before they got out of the car every day. And, and it, it this is what it sounds like. <clears throat> so do you have anything going on today that you'd like prayer for? Can I pray for you today for your school? Can I pray? Do you have tests, exams? And so finding out where your kids are at and then actually just praying for them in front of them. And so that's a great way to start with older siblings and just say, you know what? I want to pray for you today. How can I do that? And now you've started this discussion. And as you do that more often, you can then encourage them and just say, hey, can you... Uh, pray with me about some of the things you're going through. And I always like to do this, and I do this with my kids. I'll say, okay, so I'm going to pray for you. You're now older. You, you know how to pray. So you're going to pray for me. Here's some things that I've got going on today that I'd like some prayer for. Would you pray for me today as you go about your day? And, you know, that again builds a relationship because when you get home again at the end of the day, it's like, hey, I prayed for you this. How did this go? And they're like, hey, well, maybe I didn't pray for you or I did pray for you. How did this go, Dad? And so these are the kind of the conversations that you can have around home that are sort of built around this whole subject of praying for each other. Here's another question. How to start praying with, oh, oh, wait. Uh, oh, it's the, it's the same one, same one. Okay. Um, any other questions out there? Be love to answer. Maybe you've got some questions and we're running out of time to answer those questions, but send them in. This month, this whole month of November, we're going to be uh, just talking about parenting and bringing in some people. Uh, hopefully, I haven't got this one scheduled yet for for, for the last uh, Thursday of November. I'm going to bring, hopefully, be bringing in some uh, grandparents that we can have wisdom on how parenting works as your kids are totally grown and, and they're kind of working on grandparenting their grandkids and uh, hopefully that'll that will help all of us uh, be amazing parents to the kids that God has entrusted to us so if you have any questions this month about parenting send it in uh, text it to the church text it to myself text it to email it whatever whatever uh, form that you need to get us just call the church send uh, a note drop it off, whatever, whatever works, just let us know. And we'll be glad to try and answer some of those questions about parenting because parenting is a huge deal in our world today and to parent our kids. And you know, even God, but maybe you've come across this and you're kind of like, oh, praying for my kids. Huh? I've never even thought of that. Well, you know what? There is a God who changes circumstances and changes our lives when we pray. So, Take the time, pray, be diligent to do it, persevere through all the years and know that at the end, God has promised 
an amazing reward. Let me, oh, one little story. My grandma was like 92 years old when she finally passed away. But she like the last few number of her years, she just prayed constantly for myself, my wife, my kids, her grandkids, her children, and even for her great-grandkids and her great-great-grandkids that weren't even born yet. So, you know, that's one of the amazing things that we can do with prayer because when we pray, it actually continues on and on and on uh, because God just holds all of those prayers and answers them according to his will. So let me take a minute and pray for you right now, wherever you are about uh, raising your kids. Dear God, I just pray that you would be with uh, all of us that are trying to learn how to raise our kids in a godly way. God, I just pray that you would help us pray for our kids and that we would know what to pray and that we would know how to start these conversations uh, so that we can be effective prayer warriors for you. So God, fill us with the desire to pray and fill us with the fortitude to continue in prayer when praying is difficult for our kids. So, thanks for prayer. Be with all of us. And we pray all of this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Next week, my wife's going to be with me. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about parenting. Have a great day.